I'm Jill Hopkins. It's Critic for a Minute Friday. You know what that means. We've got two great critics in the house. Reggie, the real critic, ponders here. Hey. Matt Fagerholm is here. I'm so excited to be here. So hey. excited to see you guys again. It's been a whole month since I've been on I know. Last. We've missed you. Well, we bring you in uh, to talk Halloween here in just a bit. But uh, I think all three of us can chime in on this discussion about the box office that we're about to have. But before I do... Okay, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Halloween is the number one at the box office. $76 million, and Michael Myers was in the house. I would wow. like to take this moment to ask uh, Matt Fagerholm, uh, Matt, did you like this ghoulish movie? <laughs> I, I love your voice. I didn't know I was talking with Orson Welles. This is great. Um I, you know, I'm glad the movie is successful, and I'm mainly glad it's successful because I love Jamie Lee Curtis. And love her so much! She's been giving the most incredible interviews uh, for yes. uh, that I've seen all year on The Junket because she's talking about how this movie, at least for her, is about a woman reclaiming her power, you know, you know facing down her, her abuser, and really just, you know, it's, it's, it's to her, it's about trauma victims, yeah. and it's about the Me Too movement. And... What I wish is that the script was more about that. I almost wish that she had written it because you can see it in her performance. That's what the movie's about for her. But I'm not sure if it was about that for everyone else working on it. But, I, but regardless, I still, I'm, I'm glad the movie is successful because I love her and her message. Did I read this week that this movie is the highest grossing film starring a woman over the age of 55 of all time? It, I, if it I, is, I, I, I did not read that, but see, Jill, that's why you are Jill. I mean, you're, you're, you're <laughs> plugged in. I'm here for that. I want to, I, 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 I I'd like be... it to break records like that because we need, a, yeah. we, we need that spirit for sure. No and question. So, so I, I, I like this movie for a number of reasons. The first uh, the first is because of Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. The second is because of, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> but, I mean, because I, I, I just love her. I, I like a number of the elements in here. Firstly, it is a revenge film. Yeah. Secondly, it is about, as Matt just talked about, uh, uh, taking back the power because yeah. uh, basically uh, Michael paralyzed her and, and her whole family. Yeah. The, the things that were a little bit challenging for me is that there was these gratuitous uh, killings that really didn't make any sense. Too many. That's uh, the problem. There's, it's it's right. too much about that and not enough right. about there, what there, Curtis wants it to be there, about. There were a number of those that just it, that didn't even make any sense. Yeah. If you're in the way of Michael Myers and you didn't know to run, then you should get killed. <laughs> but <laughs> if Michael you. Myers is trying to come to you, to, he, he's, he's chasing Jamie Curtis's character, but he kills somebody, uh, goes out of the way to kill somebody else, it, it just some of those didn't make sense. Eyes on the prize, man. Right, right. Eyes <laughs> on the prize, man. What, what's up with that? Focus, so, Mike. Matt says that he really didn't like the, he didn't need the daughter or the granddaughter. I, I will say. I think they're all right. I just wanted it to be more about Jamie Lee Curtis. I, That's I, it. I, I just wanted I, her I, to really be the star. The, the, the daughter worked for me because. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, she, I mean, they're both she, fine in it. They're she both did fine. not, uh, you know, she's like, no, mommy, I don't believe you, mommy. No, I don't believe you. Mommy. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I guess I should have believed you, yeah, Mommy. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I like this one, uh, and, and and I think that if people have that 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 uh, scary fix, they should go check this one out. And I'm gonna say this one kid's name, Jabrail Nantambu, 
steals every moment he's in in this. He's the little boy that the babysitter's taking care of. And when I saw this in the theater, this kid was bringing down the house. For, and for, I was like, he should just team up with Jamie Lee in the next movie. That kid <laughs> he, is he, great. He was absolutely yes. good. Yes. Because he did stuff that, that we say, uh, Jill, when we say as black people that we'll do, yeah. is that once we see the scare, <laughs> yeah. we're gone. Why, yeah. why is everybody <laughs> standing around? I mean, like, like, what are people like, oh, is that really happening? Oh, let me go check yeah. it out. That was that great. Let me walk directly <laughs> no. towards the noise. No, it's scary, and I'm getting that, the heck up out of here. Um, uh, number two at the box office is The Star is Born, and it's really interesting because um, the word of mouth on this has just been f- phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, when we, and, and we talk every week about the drop. This movie only dropped 33%. It's wild. R- right now it's at $126 million, uh, domestically. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I don't remember talking to Matt about it, so I want to give Matt a chance. Oh, uh, we did. I think we talked about it last time I was on, but I'm happy to say it again. I think it's one of the year's best films. I think it's an sure. incredible directorial debut from Bradley Cooper. It's so good. It's made me actually revisit all the other, the four other Stars Born movies that exist. This is now the fifth. And what is so great is that you can chart this story all the way back to the beginning of movies. Like this, the first one was like in 1932, like talkies hadn't even been out that long. Like, because these themes of, you know, drug addiction, enabling, I mean, all these little things that they kind of discuss in this has, have always been prevalent in show business. And I think it's, it makes sense to unearth this story every 20 years or so. And because they always put a new spin on yeah, it. See, they always see, put a new spin on it. See, that's what it. I was going to say. It makes sense to unearth it yeah. if you put a new spin on it. And that always, that, they always have. That I don't want to see another Annie. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't. I, but, but this, I think... When you put a different spin on it, and the way yeah. Bradley came at this one was very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I love this. So that's number two at the box office. Uh, Venom uh, dropped from uh, number one to number three. Did another eighteen million. Has a hundred and seventy-one million at the box that's office. That's insane. And then it didn't the, even look like a good movie. I mean, is it, it good? It, I haven't no, seen. No, it. no it, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's serviceable enough to start a franchise. Yeah. But it's serviceable. Not, it's serviceable. Yeah. But but there's a lot missing here and. And I and one of the big reasons is, is that if you have a character like Venom, you know that there should be a Spider-Man there somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's no Spider-Man. Is this even connected to the MCU? No, it can't be. It, no, it can't be no. because it's 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 owned by a different property. Oh, okay. So yeah, so so that's that's a tough one. Uh, First Man, uh, I saw it. It was really interesting. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It it, it, it made me a little sick at times. It, it, it's it, very jittery, especially if you see it on, oh, on oh, IMAX. Oh, it's oh, almost just like, a bit. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. No, 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 no. Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan Reynolds was in it. You're killing me. Gosling. Oh, Gosling. I always get my Chris's and my Ryan's. It makes sense. And then the movie that I haven't seen, which I will be seeing this weekend, came in at number six at the box office, moved up from number nine, which is The Hate You Give. It has. Oh, uh, yes. That movie's excellent. That movie's excellent. Matt, I haven't seen it, so I'll give you a chance to say something. I I talked to George Tillman Jr. and Amanda Stenberg, the lead actress. I want Amanda. I hate Matt. I want Amanda Stenberg. Well, I, I talked to them on the red carpet when they were in town oh, for the I Chicago hate Film Festival. <laughs> Amanda Stenberg should get an Oscar nomination for this movie. She's that good. She's incredible. I think it's the best thing George Tillman Jr.'s done. He's 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 been a Chicago-based filmmaker. He went to my college, Columbia College, and he's you know that. produced Barbershop and all this and Mudbound. But I just think this is his most important film. It's so I mean, especially that this came out the same. Uh, 
month as the whole uh, Laquan McDonald case yeah. came to a close, I think is extremely important because it's about this girl who sees her friend get gunned down. He grabs a comb from, you know, the cops stop him. He grabs a comb from his car, is shot dead in front of her. And it's about this teenage girl who finds her voice fighting back against this injustice. And she her performance I was I was moved to tears watching it. So it is a very strong. I'm so glad that's getting more and more people well, well, seeing it. Well, I can't wait to see it, which I'll see this this weekend. Yeah. And speaking of the Chicago uh, International Film Festival, Jill, uh, they had such a great lineup. Yeah, it it was absolutely unbelievable. I know we'll play a piece in a minute that I I uh, got to interview a Ruth Carter, uh, oh, uh, two time. Uh, Oscar nominated uh, cost for costume design. Let's work with um, Spike Lee on so much stuff. Work with all, 12 of Spike Lee's yeah. movies. Okay. Uh, uh, she started from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. I mean, she was... Do the uh, right thing. Uh, I mean, but she had... Uh, she uh, she went all the way back to like movies like I'm Gonna Get You Sucker to present day um, uh, Black 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 Panther. So in, 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 anyway, uh, I wanted to say that the I saw the Sandra Bland movie uh, Say Her Name and um, wow, Jill. Yeah. I said this. I think I said this to you last, last week. week. Yeah, it's, it's this, intense. This, this is. It was a. Uh, it's, it's a must watch. Actually, it's a must see. I've got to see. But it's it's a it's a tough watch. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really it for me uh, on the box office uh, this week. We're talking movies with Reggie, the real critic, ponder, and Matt Fagerholm from Indie Outlook and RogerEbert.coms. I uh, am excited uh, to talk to you, Reggie, about uh, some of this hot red carpet action that you've been a part of at the Chicago International Film Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually. Uh, can I can I just tell you hashtag I hate Matt? <laughs> We're trending that now. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 they should have had you on the window. No, 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 no. This is why Matt's <laughs> Matt's. Um, uh, critic for a minute really should have been about his Iceland trip. You know we haven't seen oh, him since, right. since Iceland. Oh, so that's the first thing. Hashtag yeah. I hate Matt. <laughs> Matt then was in, then in his Iceland second critic for a minute should have been he was on the red carpet for the hate you give. Hashtag I hate Matt. <laughs> then his third critic for a minute should have been he was on the red carpet for widows. Hashtag I hate Matt. Hey, so but, even, hey but you've talked even, to Viola Davis even before already. Before we even chance, talk yeah. about my little interview, let's just do, go to hashtag I hate Matt. No, ahead, I, Matt. I didn't get to be on the Ruth Carter red carpet. Oh. I want to yeah, hear about that. About Absolutely, because she, she is a legend. She that is a legend. a legend. Oh my gosh! And I saw uh, some photos that you posted, Reggie, of of Miss Ruth, and uh, she is still at the top of her game. Yeah. She has not lost oh. a single step in all these years. She can get another Oscar nomination for she, Black Panther. I mean, easily. I imagine that she will, right? Yeah. So with that, I'll say play a little clip, and then we'll talk about it for all a second. All right, let's check it out. So I'm Reggie Ponder, the real critic. I'm here with the legendary Ruth Carter. Ruth, we're here. At at the Chicago International Film Festival, Black Perspective oh, Tribute, nice. and it's all about you. Oh my goodness, it can't be all about me, but I'm taking it all in, and I'm loving being here. You know, Chicago is a special city. I'm honored that Chicago has, you know, recognized that, you know, I've done a lot of work over a long period of time, and, you know, it's it's nice to be be thought of in that way. So, so when you talk Talk about a lot of work. You, we talking about I'm gonna get you sucker. Yeah, we talking, we talking about, about I'm gonna get you sucker to present day mm-hmm. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Talk about the experience of. I mean, the, and then we we got Malcolm X thrown up in there. I mean, come on, Ruth. 
Yeah, you know, I've been like behind the scenes, working hard, just doing my thing, trying to, you know, bring culture to a true light, you know, living my truth, as they say. So I'm really happy that, you know, people have enjoyed those films that I've done over all those years. And it's been a contribution to film cinema and to black history and to African-American culture. Can you talk a, a little bit about when you look at a movie like Black Panther, mm-hmm. there to do all the pan-African stuff that you needed to do. What was your approach to that particular film? Because there was wide-ranging. Well, it was wide-ranging, but, you know, still, uh, Africa was not thought of in terms of all the, magist- all the magic, all of the pageantry, all the different tribes that are in Africa. It was always looked at as just one big place. It was Still, there was the mystery. We didn't really have a connection. So it was uh, an approach that was all about dissecting it about presenting it in a beautiful way. You know, the beauty was the approach. It it was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Before I let you go, I do want to ask you this question about um, the diversity in Hollywood. How how does... Hollywood or systems that that are there uh, make sure that we have more Ruth Carters out? Well, it's up to me. It's up to us. It's up to, you know, it's all about uplifting the race, right? And uh, mentorship and teaching others. And it's really also about education and putting it in the schools, putting uh, costume design courses in education on the college level. It it, it takes a collective effort, but it really, it really truly starts with you and I. Wow, you heard it right here. I'm Reggie Ponder, <laughs> the real critic. I'm here with Ruth Carter. Thank you so much, Ruth. And, and congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. And, and what's really interesting is she's so so humble about it. You could even hear it in your in her voice yeah. that she wasn't really like, yeah, I'm I'm Ruth Carter. <laughs> she was like, wow, you're doing all this stuff for she's me. She's very grateful. Um, yeah. She talked a lot. Uh, Matt, I'm really glad that you brought up the issue of the Spike Lee movies because yeah. she did start start off with uh, she she got to have it, and she's got to have it. And uh, she did 12 movies with them. It's amazing. And, and what they did, uh, Jill, is that they showed on the screen some of these scenes. Of, of of the costumes as it as as you go through all these movies. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's iconic. It, iconic. Yeah. Malcolm X alone, when they showed uh, oh. the, uh, uh, the, him and Spike in the zoot suits and then yeah. uh, just showed the transitions and she's really talked about that. It, you could really sit down with her and probably just do a series called the Ruth Carter series. The mm. last thing I want to say about it is that Robin Robinson said that we should start the ha- hashtag uh, Ruth Carter wins Oscar. Uh, Speak into existence. So, so, and Ruth was like, no, no, I don't want to uh, jinx it. And but, then uh, she pulls out like a chalkboard from her purse and just already has that. Oscar's, so, Oscar's so Ruth. Something like that. So, so that's that for that. Matt Fagerholm, Reggie Ponder is here. I want to talk about your talk with Keisha Boyd, the Comcast Xfinity executive who's, uh, who's aiming for diversity in all aspects yeah, of the media. Yeah, it, it's a short clip, so I'm, I'm going to put up the full of, of, of video on uh, ReggiePonder.com. Uh, Comcast is doing a lot of things, curating a lot of material, and actually affording a lot of African Americans and people of color the opportunity to showcase their stuff. And last night, I went to hear the the uh, went to watch the last episode of America to me, mm-hmm. and I got to interview uh, all the folks there, uh, oh, in, including the director uh, who did... Um, 
uh, Hoop Dreams. Steve uh, James. Yeah, Steve James. Oh, American to me is one yeah. of the best cinematic achievements yeah. of the year. Yeah, oh, this, so so um, uh, Comcast is trying to make sure you can see all this type of stuff. So I got a chance to talk to Keisha Boy, and she was uh, delightful. Uh, the full interview, again, will be on ReggiePonder.com. Let's hear from Miss Keisha. It's the Morning Amps. Reggie Ponder. Hi, I'm Reggie Ponder, the real critic. I'm here to talk to uh, Keisha Boy, Executive Director, Multicultural Consumer Services for Comcast Corporation. Keisha, welcome. Thank you. There seems to be a resurgence of African-American movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get your thought. I mean, when you think of movies like Get Out, uh, uh, Sorry to Bother You, Blind Spotting, and, and so many others, I'd like to get your thought on that. And if there is a resurgence in your mind, how does that impact how you guys have been able to curate such a vast library? Yes. Oh, wow. That's a great question. I do think there's been a resurgence and probably likely because as an audience, uh, African-Americans are heavy content consumers and, um, you know, really being vocal about wanting to see themselves represented in films and on TV and so forth. And so I think you see Hollywood sort of reacting to that. Um, What's been fascinating is to see like for example, Universal. Um, Universal had Get Out last year, which was the top top grossing from a profit perspective because it was made for like four million, four point five million, and grossed like over two hundred, over two hundred million. Um, and and so anyway, I say all that to say, looking at films like Get Out and Girls Trip and so forth. I think what, as an audience, African-Americans are showing that, hey, we want to be seen, you know, give us quality programming, and um, Hollywood and studios are starting to respond to that. So it's fantastic. And I'm and, such a big movie critic, so. Uh, <laughs> and so how does, how does that help you? Be, and, and maybe you can talk a little bit about the, uh, the library that you guys have been able to curate. Mm-hmm, yeah. The more content that's out there, the better. For us, it's about aggregating as much depth and breadth of content as we can possibly find, whether it's independent films or or big blockbuster hits, um, new content from film festivals. You know, for us, it's about finding that quality content and making as much of a sort of diverse array and offering, right, touching on all sorts of genres and and being able to pull that together. And so the more that gets produced and created, um, the easier our job <laughs> becomes, me and my team's job becomes, because for us, it's just about find that great content, continue to you know showcase to our customers that there's uh, a vast array of diverse stories, um, regardless of the genre. That was The Real Critic, Reggie Ponder, and his conversation with Comcast Xfinity, Xfinity executive Keisha Boyd. She's aiming for diverse programming across the board, inclusive casting and all that and Reggie oh my god Reggie what are you doing are you so, so scary it's time for the uh, ha- Halloween talk right <laughs> it is time for Halloween talk yeah, he says he's the one who's scared he's gonna be scaring us now look at that that's fine Matt Fagerholm is here as well from IndieOutlook.com and Reggie and RogerEbert.com and we're talking about scary Woo, movies alright go ahead wow. to Reggie's uh, Facebook page he's this is as expressionless as Michael Myers. This is like that William Shatner mask. Thing. Do you remember the dance troupe Jabba from Jabberwockies? Oh wait, let's let's see. we'll get that. Let's see. It's one of the only scary songs I have. Oh, this is. You don't need any other scary song. Oh on my this gosh! One. It is Halloween time. In case you haven't noticed, in case the crunching of leaves underfoot did not give it away, uh, it is a great, great time to get under a blanket or bring a blanket to the theater. They'll let you and. Uh, 
get a little scared. Whoa, 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 whoa. Matt Fagerholm has the scoop on all of your Halloween needs. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm basically thinking of those people who are going to be stuck at the house, um, you know, answering the door for trick-or-treaters. You feel like, oh, I don't get to have, like, a Halloween myself. I'm, I'm stuck in the house. I'm like, you know, you can have just as wonderful of a Halloween if you're stuck at home because Netflix has two incredible shows on right now, these 10-part shows that are, um, that are just bingeable, seasonal, seasonally appropriate programming. One of them is The Haunting of Hill House that's been out for a little while. I have been hearing from so many different people that yes. they have uh, dedicated <laughs> some significant <laughs> chunks of their nights yes. to this show. And they're like, they're like, why am I doing this to myself? It's three in the morning. I have children. I have to yes. get them to school. Because it's totally addictive. This director, Mike Flanagan, who's, who's quickly becoming one of the best horror directors uh, <laughs> right now. He did the Gerald's Game film from last year also on Netflix. Um, it's a reimagining of the Shirley Jackson classic novel. The Haunting that was made into a brilliant film in 1963. Uh, pretty lousy film in 1999, but I, I have kind of an affection for it because I was a kid when I saw it. But this one takes all the characters, puts them in a whole new framework. He basically, it's about a family. It's about a family in this house. Mm -hmm. And it's about all of the different, uh, you know, sort of encounters that they have with with ghosts and how it's sort of is it's also it's bits about mental illness about drug addiction all these other themes that are weaved in there God but there is i know we're we're, we're having on one the radio mask and, after, and it's like i'm with lady gaga on the radios one mask after right another show every five minutes <laughs> but um I'll, I'll say this episode five of haunting of hill house is one of the best things i've seen all year that that, that one episode could be its own uh, film, it's incredible. So see that one, see that, see that, see that show. The oh. other one is it just premiered uh, today. It's actually today? premiering today. It's called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's a rethinking of the Sabrina the Teenage Witch series. It's by the creator of Riverdale. That's a very popular show. I love Riverdale. Um, but this is very much its own thing. This actress Karen and Shipka is brilliant in it, and. The, the creator of the show saw her in this movie called The Black Coat's Daughter, which is a film I've been championing for ever since it came out. Yeah. And so he was very much, he, he wanted to meet her because he saw her in that film. And he really allows that, the, the tone of that to sort of inform this show. What I like about it is it's very much about being a young woman in America, actually, right yeah. now, or just kind of on modern times. They talk about sort of like, you know, the witch hunt, you know, so, you know, the use of that term witch yeah. hunt, what that means now in a modern context in the <laughs> Me Too era. Uh, God, I don't know what Reggie's dressed as. No. It's really freaking but me I, I almost wish this could be visual, you know, so everyone could see this. Oh, but God. anyways, I, I cannot recommend that highly enough. I, yeah. I, I did a big review on RogerEbert.com of the Sabrina show. You should check that out. But uh, both of those, either of those shows, you should watch on Halloween. I'm really I, curious I'm about... Scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really curious about the Sabrina, uh, A, because the, the sitcom from the, the 90s yes. was a favorite of mine, and that was yes. really silly. That was a... Yeah. Totally yeah, comedic, exactly. And that uh, has its Sabrina. place. That's, that's its great. own thing. I mean, and there is some funny stuff in here. I will say there's yeah. even some nods to Bewitched on there. They nice. even say like, oh, you could have been a movie star like Cousin Montgomery meeting Elizabeth <laughs> Montgomery. Like there, there's definitely a lot of humor as well. Well, I, I've been watching uh, Riverdale pretty religiously since it came out. And uh, just because I was the kind of, I, I was a kid that collected Archie comics. Yeah. And uh, the, the kind of uh, dark kind of noir uh, way in which they do Riverdale is really attractive to me. I, I said it was it was like if Dawson's Creek and Twin Peaks had a baby. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's so funny. I'm really. And, Jesus and, and this, I know. This every 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 face is different. 
Uh, every uh, it, this this is as influenced by horror classics of the '60s and '70s. I'm just talking to the people who can't see Reggie's mask. Um, this is as influenced by yeah. horror classics as a Riverdale was influenced by Twin Peaks in yes. many ways. Oh, okay, and it's about it's fighting the patriarchy. That's yes. what I like too. It's a, <laughs> I uh, that combines so. all of my favorite things: yes. nostalgia, yes. fighting the patriarchy, yes, uh, magical cats, yes. It's got everything. And there's no talking cat, but she has a cousin on the show who kind of fulfills the role of the cat and say gives her like a very sardonic voice to talk to. And he's what the Chance Padermo, I think is his name. He's a great addition to the show as well. Excellent. Oh, I love Halloween. So 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 Jill. So the question is, is that Matt just talked to us about how if you're stuck at home, what you can what you can see. Mm -hmm. And so he gave some really good suggestions. Mm-hmm. There's one the, you can see in theaters too, but I'll mention the, that the, 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 the next thing is is that I'll, I'll talk about the ones that I know about and then maybe Matt will yeah. come next. But obviously we talked about Halloween, so that's out. And people can go check that one out with, um, you know, since, since we can see what's going to happen with Michael Myers. And it's a fun audience movie. I'll say that. It, it, it is it, a lot of fun to see with it, people. It is. The next one is Goosebumps 2. And, you know, it's a, it's a tough you know, it's the jury is out on that, but that, I mean, you, you take you take some kids to it, they'll they'll probably like that. So you know, they got it's that R. R. L. Steins does you know these creepy yeah. characters really come to life. I wish they just focus on and, one book and adapt that. And, That's and, because and, those books are good enough to just be their own. And, and, and their sequel. So you know, uh, this is a kid friendly thing, and I'm sure print, plenty of places will have that. Obviously, there's. Um, uh, the house with the clock on the wall, yeah. and um, not not one of my favorites, but it, it it's that I, I thought it was ser- serviceable. I yeah. don't know if um, Matt, you, you saw. I it? haven't seen okay. it. No, so so, so so it was. Serv- it's Eli Roth doing a family film. It's such it, a weird concept. You know, know, you got you got Jack Black in here, and so um, that's that's one to see. And mm-hmm. then then there is the Nun. And I can't so, believe the so nun's I, still I, around. That's hilarious to me. But, but they, I can't but believe it. But their timing for the nun was absolutely uh, yeah. perfect yeah. because you put it out there where it can come out, come in number one, mm-hmm. and then you leave it in there for this ha- Halloween uh, uh, time period. Yeah. So you know people will be going to see that this weekend. They should do a nun sister uh, act crossover next. That should be the so. Next oh one. wow, wow. <laughs> that, that'll that'll be that'll be really interesting. Um, if you really want to get scary, you can also go see Venom. Uh, because uh, the movie is scary, meaning uh, not not scary good. Don't but, don't give Venom any more money. Uh, but it. but but that one's out. And then the final one that I want to mention is Suspiria. And so oh uh, yes, so, perfect segue. Yes, because that that is one I did see. I, I saw that at press screening, and it's weird. It's not opening wide until after Halloween, but it's like the it, Friday it really right after Halloween. Weird. It's like it, November second. It, but I, I kind of make sense after I've seen it now because it's not really a scary movie so much. I mean, it involves it's witchcraft. Haunting, it's a that's involved in this, yeah. uh, you know, this dance academy and stuff. But it is really bizarre, really fascinating. I almost need to see it a second time to fully wrap my head around it. But there's one thing I can say for sure is that this film proves more than any film, finally, that Tilda Swinton is a witch. She is a witch. <laughs> there's, there's no question about that. That makes sense. That was, I understand. People were doubting that. Yeah. Well, no. But, but this just at least confirms it. <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything more than that, except her performance. I think is Oscar worthy. Um, and there, it's some of the best use of makeup and prosthetics I've ever seen. Uh, other than this morning with Reggie and his endless, uh, endless array of faces. I know. It's, you, you said some you said makeup, yeah. right? Makeup, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, what please, about Hellfest? What about Hellfest, uh, Matt? 
Uh, I don't even know what that's supposed to be, but it doesn't look it doesn't look PC. It doesn't go to uh, at Vocalo on Instagram uh, for all of your Reggie Halloween needs. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, that's gonna do it for the morning. I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> this is too much. It's just too much. I'm critical for a minute Friday or mask every minute Friday if you are <laughs> Reggie, the real critic ponder. Have a ghoulish weekend, everybody! <laughs> everybody have, have a very, very scary time this weekend. The morning amp loves you. I don't know about you, but I am gonna need some help sleeping tonight because these masks <laughs> have really done a number on me.